Hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode with Jack and Marcel uh, and together with BZ. And today we have an amazing guest, Emily, a uh, professional parkour photographer, if I can say that. And uh, uh, yeah, Emily, just introduce about yourself and uh, yeah, what's your style to your audience, to our audience? <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, I have been shooting parkour and free running for over 10 years. Mm -hmm. um, it's a fairly new sport. It's obviously been around much longer than that. But um, yeah, I got into it in early on and I've been traveling the world with these professional athletes and it's, it's been an amazing time. But I, I've done photography before that as well. Yes. How did you uh, get into the niche of free running or of parkouring? How, how did it start for you? Yeah. So I did gymnastics when I was three years old and I did that for 12 years and I did springboard diving in college. And so I was always been kind of active. And actually, I answered a Craigslist ad and they were looking for someone to help with an extreme sports Uh, TV show and I always had a soft spot for extreme sports and it happened to be for the MTV parkour challenge mm -hmm. Wow, that's nice Yeah, and I, I was I was in LA at the time and I was new to LA. I grew up in California in Northern California But I came down there to kind of broaden my work and my clientele and so I immediately kind of gotten thrown into this world of the top athletes at the time And they were all coming in from Europe and different places to participate in the show. And that's how I started meeting the athletes. It was quite easily fell into my lap. <laughs> interesting. And uh, yeah, like for us, it was uh, when we saw your portfolio, it was interesting to see that your compos composition is a combination of architecture or uh along with the people in the perfect moment. So how do you nail that? What is important in composition when you're taking a picture? Absolutely. Um, you know, I think there's two aspects of it. There's kind of the journalistic photographer who is seeing the world. You know, you mm. see the world differently yeah, when you do photography. You're looking at something completely different than what other people do. And I think your style plays a part in that. I feel I do that as well, just with my background with photography, but I get to take on the way a parkour free runner now looks at the world. Mm -hmm. And it was so interesting, especially in the beginning, to walk around with them and see how they look at something because sure. they're looking at what they can jump off of or land on or yeah. move to yeah. or climb. And, and so it was really cool because it adds this element to my photography. And so I'm, you know, fitting in visually what what composes and we're kind of working together in this beautiful little dance to mm -hmm. make the image come alive and to you know use the composition correctly or not correctly there's no wrong or right way but to to use it and then I think also too the travel aspect comes in and you know I want to show where I am yeah Sure, sure. The, the, this is what we saw like uh, it's not only featuring the artist but also where it's happening. Uh, so, yeah, this is why we had the question. But have you ever broken your camera? Yes. <laughs> 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 But I don't, I, I don't think ever with parkour. I've broken my camera a couple times. Yeah, sometimes just falling off the shoulder. Yeah. Uh, twice I've broken 
a lens and a camera two separate times <laughs> um, from opening up the back of a rented truck or a rented car and the backpack falls out. You uh, know, it's like full yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Even inside the bags. I'm trying to think if I ruined it. But no, I've been very lucky with, you know, no one's hit me. I've, I've, <laughs> I've seen a GoPro fall from someone's mouth down about like 10 stories and just come apart. <laughs> But that wasn't me. <laughs> Luckily. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, particularly in your Instagram, I saw one picture where uh, uh, the free runner was jumping very close to your camera and you had a, a POV picture of uh like how you shot the picture and then the end result as well when i saw that i was like okay that is pretty close <laughs> yes and so i know exactly what you're talking about and that is with a particular athlete um his name's daniel elabaca and he uh -huh. has been doing it that was actually one of the first free runners that i shot when i was on the tv show and he is amazing and <laughs> the body control that he has so the trust that I have with him yeah. is, is is I've been very fortunate to work with top athletes. I do not recommend go out with anyone and just see how close you can get because <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can yeah. be very dangerous very quickly. But, you know, I, I, I do get to know the athletes and, and trust them. And yeah, I'll never forget we were at the pier and he was doing a front flip off into the sands and I was yeah. filming and I just, you know, I, I kind of stay in one spot. So if, they can avoid me if they, yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> and he kind of rolled past my shoulder and it didn't hurt, but I was like, you hit me. Like you could have avoided me and you, you hit me, but <laughs> no, nothing. Yeah. I've been, I've been very fortunate with that. Yeah, it really sounds no, like, sadly, no stories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it really sounds like you found your passion um, with the style of photography you are doing now. Can I ask you, what did you shoot before or how did you start it or how did you get into photography? Absolutely. Um, it was it was a quick journey, luckily. Um, I always did it for fun growing up as a kid. I took it in high school. We had a darkroom class at, um, in high school or junior high. And then I took a digital class in high school. Mm -hmm. And then in 2001, I went to San Jose State. And it was actually my mom's suggestion. I was 17. I didn't really know <laughs> Thank you, <mom>. anything <laughs> about life. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, you like photography and you like uh, writing. Why don't you do photojournalism? Mm -hmm. I signed up for that as my major. I actually hated <laughs> both of it. Um, at the time, it was very fine art, darkroom stuff. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I needed to make a living and I didn't mm -hmm. see how I could have done that. Yeah. And then journalism was, you know, not the type of journalism that we kind of the you know the social stuff we have today it was yeah. a little bit is old school it was a very turning point i think 2001 people were the teachers were learning digital photography to teach um and i like i said i was on the diving team and i happened to walk onto my diving platform the <laughs> diving well uh -huh. at the on a saturday and there was a huge photo shoot going on for the monterey bay aquarium at the bottom of the pool because the pool is so deep yeah okay. so there was this huge crew of people <laughs> and uh there was you know models and art directors and two underwater photographers and they completely adopted me i was like hey guys what is this i i want to know more <laughs> and they and You know, I, I stayed the whole day on the set and I really fell in love with commercial photography. 
So I started yeah. assisting commercial photographers uh, and I dropped out of college <laughs> to do this because <laughs> I was learning more, you know, the, all the shoots that I did and I was making money. I only did one film shoot. Everything else was digital. So okay. I was learning the digital aspect with them. And I really fell in love with digital photography. I'm uh, sorry, with commercial photography. And I, everything I was learning, I applied to my friends and all my friends were in bands. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That kind of fits, right? <laughs> so, and this was when MySpace was big. Uh -huh. So we were putting all the photos up on MySpace and more bands and more people started to contact me. And honestly, that's how that that's how my career kind of grew in the beginning and mm -hmm. um with with bands and musicians and I would mm -hmm. tour with them and shoot album covers and um like I said I think that's also what brought me to LA yeah but when this opportunity for parkour came up I, I mm -hmm. went with that yeah, yeah that sounds really cool yeah you are uh raised in California but you are living in Frankfurt now or Yes. Yes. Uh, how how did that change come? Did you always want to move to Germany, or was it for the job, or why did you move? Of course, it was for a man. Well, you know. Uh, okay. <laughs> Because I imagine California is super nice as well. This is why I was asking. <laughs> California is great and has amazing weather. Yeah. Um, and I do. My family's there, and I do love it. Uh, Germany has some amazing benefits, especially for an American. <laughs> you know. Um, But uh, I guess to tell the story, I was shooting parkour and I met a professional athlete, parkour athlete um, in Los Angeles who uh -huh. actually is from here. Okay. And we traveled the world together for five years and then we decided to start a family. And so last year we had our daughter Frida in Frankfurt. Congratulations. And so we made that home base. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I came to Frankfurt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, one other thing I want to ask you is like when you take picture, like what is uh, what kind of equipment do you use and how does your shoot look like? How many shots do you take in one session? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> because I a can lot. <laughs> when you shoot like this, you have to shoot in burst or something because <laughs> it's a lot of quick movement going on. Or do you just really wait for one second and take a single shot or how are you doing it? Um, it depends on the move, on the situation. Um, okay, I can. You want me to answer which question first? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I okay. Let me go back. I'll start with my equipment. I've yeah. used Canon pretty much the whole time. Um, I think since I'm I'm 36 now, and I think when I was 21, I. No, I think uh, as 21, I had a Nikon. By 23, I switched to um, the Canon 5D. Okay. Yeah, when, um, that had been out for maybe a year or so. And I have actually shot with all versions of the Canon 5D. <laughs> so I've had one, two, three, four. And I believe I've shot out every single shutter okay. of <laughs> these cameras. So sometimes I would every year take my camera in, get a new shutter. And yeah, I, I used to shoot a, a lot. Now I, I haven't replaced this, <laughs> the Mark IV, because I'm not doing as many shooting, much shooting. But yeah, yeah I've been, that. that's the five, 5D Yeah, it's, it's an amazing it, camera. I also yeah, worked yeah. with this camera a few times. I love it. It's amazing. I love it. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's it's not too big, but mm -hmm. you know, makes beautiful images and yes. each 
version has gotten better and better, and the video is also great. And I'm, I guess, I'm so used to it now. Now you know you really have a relationship with your camera. Definitely, and definitely. <laughs> you know where all the buttons are without thinking about it, and you can just use it without with only muscle memory. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you and do you have like a loyalty? to it too definitely, definitely i also yeah. changed all the buttons on my camera so it's like i know where everything oh, yeah. is so it's like completely mine and when i have another one it's always like oh that's weird where can i find everything <laughs> and, and with my camera i don't have to go from the eye i can change everything without thinking about it mm -hmm. so it's definitely kind of that's... a relationship yeah we know it's each very other intimate <laughs> but right now the the, the touch screen mirrorless cameras or touch screen cameras mm -hmm. are kind of breaking that pattern because like you kind of take it out and change settings and then take the picture but yeah of course with the 5d or uh, when mm -hmm. i started i had a 7d uh, mark ii and i still don't even think about where the buttons are uh, i immediately know in my mind i don't have to even move it from my eye yeah. keep fiddling around uh, changing the settings but now definitely you just think you need a lower shutter speed and bam it's already done <laughs> like, okay, nice. yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh it's it's true i mean having the 5d for i mean i feel like i just you know had a new partner who had a makeover or something yeah. you know three different <laughs> times but for a while i was thinking about changing to sony mm -hmm. and you know i was kind of writing down my thoughts and it was like a breakup letter you know like it was, it was almost <laughs> like i considered breaking up with canon and yeah. you know and it's not that i don't love you but i just think maybe you know but i actually didn't do it in the end I, and also too you know the lenses i've you've invested you've invested <laughs> into these things and you're so yeah to change that as well or do you not do you try to make it mesh but no I, I've, mm. I've stayed with canon and i'm very happy with that awesome and uh, uh, yeah, what time do you normally shoot or what light conditions are favorable for, for your style? I mean, of course, the, the nice light coming up is great. Uh, the sunset and the sunrise. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, especially because I'm dealing with so much sky, I guess. You know, usually yeah. when I, I'm trying, usually trying to isolate Mm -hmm. an athlete or not deal with too many shadows because I have other buildings or other things in the way. Mm -hmm. um, so if there's something that I really want to get, like my favorite shots that I've seen have always been in sunset or sunrise. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's just sometimes it's just too hot depending on yeah. where locations we mm -hmm. are for the athletes, you know, and they can't, you know, shoot. All, it's not like a, a model necessarily like they can't shoot all day long or sometimes they're shooting video okay mm -hmm. yeah and so and i'm shooting alongside of that so we'll um you know take a break in the middle of the day go get lunch go cool down yeah. go yeah. somewhere else wait for it so it kind of works that way it's maybe if we're doing a real shoot mm -hmm. getting up in the morning with the sunrise getting that good light taking a break in the middle of the day going out again before sunset Awesome. And how are you doing during the shoot? Are you running along with the athletes or, or are you calm in a, in a position just observing what you want and capture the moment? Or maybe do the artists know what they want before or how, how is the composition um, there? How, how do you do it? Um, so what can happen is one of the easiest ways, I would say, is to for me to find my frame mm -hmm. that I like. You know, so we're in a certain setting and I see something and I can gauge, 
you know, where something can be done. And I'll actually take a shot, a blank shot of what I like. So I'll set up with the architecture or, what, or whatnot. And then I'll show it to the athlete mm-hmm. and say, hey, I really like this frame. You know, is there something you can do from here to here mm-hmm. or, you know, inside this frame even, you know, give them kind of the parameters. I have a, a little rule that I allow myself to break. And I think I took it from skateboarding when I shot before is like you want to see the la- the takeoff and the landing. Mm-hmm. So you want to understand in the picture, even if they're up in the air, what's happening or climbing if they're going somewhere like, you know, without it being shown, what's actually going to happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so from there, the athlete can usually tell me what is possible, what's not. And and I might have a preference of can you do something where you're upside down or can you, you know, face this way? And we kind of adjust towards that. Okay. helping them if they need to like get higher or, you know, I can go lower and things like this. That, that is usually the easiest and, you know, the quickest way to get a shot. But I also just love having them go to the spot and do their thing. And I'm observing and kind of journalistically finding something. And as they're moving the way they want to, I can kind of find these things around them. And I, I think that's fun. It's like a game to me, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and I have like the 70 to 200, like I call my sniper lens. So it's uh-huh. just like, I'm like, okay. <laughs> and <laughs> when I find the shot that I really want, I I can play on just getting that one shot, one and done, because I know the moment. But there are other tricks where I'm not sure where the moment really is the best mm-hmm. and so that's when the burst mode can really come in um yeah can you imagine this athletes are all moving really fast so you really have to be fast in capturing all of that so i think burst is sometimes yeah. really helping yeah but i know it from myself when i shoot a lot afterwards always on the computer i'm like oh my gosh which picture <laughs> choose from it and i don't know so everything has its benefits or yeah, yeah. good and bad yeah yes good and bad yeah <laughs> Yeah, no, and it, I mean, I, I, I feel like, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like for the first maybe 10 years, <laughs> sounds like a long time, but it is, of editing, I, it took me days to yeah. edit. Yeah. Like days. Like I would shoot something, I would shoot too much, and I would go home and I'd be like, oh, I'm editing for three days. And then all of a sudden, I can edit anything in a night. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened. It was just like my brain, it wasn't a gradual thing. It would, like went from three days to like an hour mm-hmm. in no time. I don't know if you guys... <laughs> so you started getting used to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, thank goodness because that was very grueling for 10 years. Um, <laughs> and which editing software do you use? Adobe Lightroom. Lightroom, yeah. 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 <laughs> And for the videos, you also edit them yourself or do you have a cutter or do you do everything on your own? Um, it depends. I'm, I'm not very strong in editing. I have done stuff. I worked a lot with Tastemade. Mm-hmm. And so I would do that and I would help. So uh, Jason Paul is my partner and he's also the free runner, but mm-hmm. he also is really good. He did, we started, he started a vlog and I helped him with that. And he, he's really great at editing too. So I always have someone <laughs> near me to be like, Hey, can you help me with this? Or... <laughs> and I've also worked with other editors too. I think that's, that's fun too. Just for time. Yeah. yeah. And, but also... I would usually use Premiere. Yeah. 
Yeah, we both of us also thinking about getting into video, but the cutting <laughs> and editing is like a really a lot of work. So we are always interested how other artists are doing it. Yeah. If they cut it on their own or if they have somebody. Because I think when you do everything on your own, it's like really a lot of work uh, you have to do there. And also, I think um, it's better to focus on one thing at a time. So maybe focus on shooting and let somebody else focus on the cutting so you can get the best result out of it, you know? Yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. a different thing, right? Like I also, yeah. when I started, I recently started a YouTube channel and I wanted to do videos. And I was learning the software as well. And of course, like shooting takes time, but editing takes a lot of time. Yeah. And then when you're not happy yeah. about it, we can go back and shoot something else and come back. But for in your case, like you have to know what you want in your video. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like I said, it took me 10 <laughs> years to become a fest editor of my own photography. I know it's another 10 years of <laughs> being a slow editor, cutter, you know, yeah, in order uh, to get that going again. So that's a little bit daunting. Yeah, but that's, I the, believe. that's the price you pay, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and I think it's true with anything, right? Like it's yeah, with sure. the 10,000 hours or putting your time into something, yeah, but it's possible. You, Anything's possible, yeah. but. Yeah, especially everything you repeat over and over again, you get better really fast. And exactly. I think it's a nice feeling. Yeah. Um, how I think it's great, especially with the 5D and all cameras today, like you can take amazing photos and sure. video. So that's, that was really nice. Sure. And uh, yeah, uh, what would you advise for a beginner who want to take a picture similar uh, in parkour? What um, gadget uh, do they have to have? Like, do they need to have an expensive camera or can they also do it with an inexpensive uh, basic camera? It's tricky with parkour because you really do need the speed, yeah. you know, the shutter speed to to freeze action. I mean, just the motion blur. I mean, a lot of times it's even everything, the body's in focus. It's just the feet, yeah. you know, or just the hands. Cause <laughs> so it's just moving faster. Mm -hmm. Um, so if you can get a camera with a fast shutter speed, that, that is really important. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then of course you need a lot of light mm -hmm. and yes. <laughs> to add to that, so a full but frame you can do a lot helping. of stuff. A full frame sensor is helping. To get Sorry? A, a full frame sensor is helping to get yes, the, uh, the yeah. and to get the light, right? Yeah. Exactly. So it's it's a little, it is, you know, usually it's like shoot what, with whatever camera is available, whatever you got. And that still is true. But there is something, I think that is why I haven't switched because I'm so comfortable with my Canon, yeah. the 5D. Um, but even like the GoPros, I think if, you know, you really don't, have the money and you want to shoot and you kind of want to see if this is something you do. I mean, I don't think there's any shame of putting it on burst mode and going through and you're learning the editing, you're learning the timing, you're learning how to set up the shot. Sure. Even sure. if you yeah. can't yeah. do that. So I think, you know, yeah, like that is a great place to start if you don't have your hands on a DSL mm -hmm. R that. Yeah. Even the change. smartphones these days have a lot of uh, burst modes in it. Like an uh, mm -hmm. iPhone or something, you can even uh, shoot like 100 pictures together or something. Uh, so, yeah, I was just curious if uh, this would be a good tool for people who want to start, start into this field. I mean, if you're shooting, yes. You yeah. know, if that gets you going and if you were inspired, like I always have a rule. If there's a little voice in my head that goes, oh, you should shoot that. Like, don't ignore it. Just, just shoot it. Mm -hmm. I personally haven't. 
I shoot a lot of video on my iPhone and I do shoot photos. Um, I love like the Noma app right now. That's like my thing. But, um, but uh, I haven't shot parkour with it. Yeah. Cause good. I'm picky. I, you know, I'm like, I'm like, Oh, if I'm going to shoot it, well, I need my good camera and I, yeah. I need this and that. Uh, which shutter speed are you usually using to freeze in the action or which range of shutter speed are you normally in when you shoot parkour? I am usually in, I usually like will test it and it depends on the trick because mm. each trick is, is different. And if you yeah. shoot like skateboarding or tricking or like parkour, like mm. depending on the jump or if, If they're flipping, you want to be higher. Yeah. I want to say like a thousand or, you know, and then maybe like, I, I, it depends on the light too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm always, it, it's, I don't have a set thing. I'm kind of like, what do I want to compromise? Do mm -hmm. I want to go up in grain? Do I need more light? So I will actually try to get as low as I think I can get away with yeah. so that I can have my ISO as low mm -hmm. quality. as possible. Yeah. 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 And sometimes I don't want to, yeah, and I don't want to have as big as an f-stop or, um, yeah, as like I want a more shallow depth of field. Yeah, kind yeah, yeah, of. yeah, yeah, it depends on the shot. Yeah. So um, you told that um, you are a mother since a short time. How is this working with your with your job? So <laughs> is it easier or is it harder now? Or yeah, just let us know. It's so hard. Yeah, this is what I imagined. <laughs> no, we knew the answer, but we were just confirming with you. <laughs> yeah, it is very hard. I will say, um, so Frida was born in August, mm -hmm. and um, I had always wanted to do a book okay. of my photography work, and I've always wanted to do an exhibition. Mm -hmm. And I think in the pure naivety, I, in November, I released the book and I did an exhibition with it mm -hmm. for the release. And I, I feel like it was because of her, you know, it's like, I have to do this. I have to do something. And being a mom helped me slow down a little bit, just enough to finish the book. I'd been working on it for three years. Mm -hmm. okay. So, <laughs> um, so that was kind of really nice, but there's been a couple shoots where people are like, Hey, can you come shoot this? And I'm like, yes. And then I think about it and I'm like, no, because <laughs> you give so much when yeah, you're shooting yeah. sure, so sure. much time. <laughs> and I, she's nine months now. So now she's getting a little bit older where I feel, but in the beginning she needed me mm -hmm. yeah. all the time, pretty much <laughs> every couple of hours. So. And yeah. how has this affected your style? Because now we see a lot of motherhood pictures, uh, really lovely motherhood pictures here. Yeah, amazing baby photos <laughs> on your profile. It's, it's really cute, I have to say, really cute. <laughs> it's such a contrast. Yeah. I'm like from being on top of buildings yeah. to like having a baby. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate my uh, audience of people who follow me who have st stuck around. So I'm like... <laughs> no, this is probably not what you signed up for, but here's another Frida photo. <laughs> but it's been nice to, you know, still shoot, even if I'm not shooting parkour and I'm shooting for a job per se, you mm -hmm. know, and some, some things have come along. Like I do a lot of stuff with social media and, you know, brands and, and stuff. So it's kind of cool and starting to, to do that more. Um, you know, I, I think, 
we did we did say let's see if we actually do it we're like okay tomorrow sunday no one is at um it's abandoned business area so we were thinking about going and shooting there just jason and i and we'll bring frida Mm -hmm. and see if we can get some shots so i'm very lucky to have two muses i live with (laughs) (laughs) and what kind of projects are you working on right now (laughs) <laughs> keeping my child alive. <laughs> no, you know, I am doing I I'm actually I am documenting mother like my motherhood experience awesome. too and trying to write that and, and mm-hmm. do that stuff. I I've said during this quarantine time I want to put together all mm-hmm. the photos that I have. I mean, can you imagine if like you know, if you couldn't shoot like you you have a lot of stuff to go. I have a lot of stuff I could go through. I would like to do that, but to be honest, I haven't I haven't done it. <laughs> Uh, but um we yeah in the parkour world too so jason has a company called Ferang. Mm-hmm. they do like parkour clothing and they sell stuff and so i help with that the social media and the content as well um we're doing a, a little documentary and yeah we can go out and shoot things together yeah. quite easily and we work really well together which is really nice um just being able to to know and quickly do it so Yeah, it's been a while since it's like a a full, full day shoot, Mm -hmm. you know, type of thing. But we're able to do these little quick, quick one-offs. And it usually just goes on to social media, but it's also kind of how we make our living. So Yeah, but it's really nice that you have something where you can do or practice your passion even during this hard times where it's normally not easy to meet other people. So I think uh, it helps a lot just to do it even when it's not going on social just for the fun and being creative and all the stuff so i think that's really nice yeah mm. thank you yeah i'm very i feel very lucky mm-hmm. uh, what has been your favorite project you worked so far on or what's your oh, the project you like the most you worked so far on good question um because we saw some amazing videos from Lou, uh, from you, like for Red Bull or something, which looked mm-hmm. really amazing. So maybe there is more like that. So just yeah. Yeah, I think I think one of my favorite one is we went out. Um, we were in Dubai, mm-hmm. and and uh, we were there for a couple of projects with Red Bull, and they said, "Hey, like if you want to shoot something, there was Jason and another uh, Red Bull athlete out there." And so about an hour outside, there is these abandoned uh, planes. Mm-hmm. One was like a car. I don't know if you ever saw the God of War uh, yes. with Nicolas yes, Cage. Yes, yes. So you like the real, like the real life person, mm-hmm. they have, the, this was like an abandoned Russian cargo plane that was just dropped out in the middle of the desert. And it was like somehow linked to one of his companies. So, <laughs> but it just is sitting there. So we drove out to there and we scouted it. I remember the f- first day, like really early in the morning. And then we drove back out again and we shot there. And I was just such a cool combination of yeah. people flipping on planes and, and just this huge thing. I mean, it's yeah. Jason up on the wing and it's it's coming apart. And I, I think there's something... I love those photos. <laughs> um it was a little risky. We weren't supposed to be there. I always kind of like that element of, <laughs> <laughs> of, of naughtiness, I guess. Um, that was exciting. There was another plane that I, I shot as well of him jumping off a little propeller plane and it won 
runner up or something for or a semi-finalist for the Red Bull Alume. Mm-hmm. And how was um, the pressure like working with the um, Red Bull because this is one of the huge companies and there will I'm, sh- I'm sure there would be a lot of pressure from the photographers side and how how was it for you and how did you handle it That that one wasn't was was no pressure because okay. it was just like do you want to shoot something go shoot go okay, shoot it okay. you know uh <laughs> and it was just the three of us so they didn't even come along um I've been along on Jason's other shoots and mm. i think i mean i i owe so much to red bull and i've done tons of shoots with them and most of them have not been pressure but even the big <laughs> ones i feel like they're kind of a little they always have another photographer they hire <laughs> like an official red bull photographer and it's kind of like cool you're the girl i kind of become the girlfriend's photographer um but i you know it's I'm not mad at it I, yeah. and I kind of always get these silent victories when I'm like, "Oh, they chose my photo for the thumbnail." Or like, <laughs> you know, they used Feels my so photo dry. for this. So <laughs> 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 Um, I don't let it bother me. I mean, again, I've been doing it for so long. I think in in my youth that would have been because it is a lot of pressure. Yeah. You're right, you yeah. know, and I I don't I don't necessarily want that pressure on it. Um So it, you know, by having more photographers there, I'm more at ease to do stuff. Yeah, it's intense. The I I thought about really pursuing the photography thing mm-hmm. in for Red Bull, but I I think it doesn't fit my lifestyle as much as I want to uh shoot and travel like the people that I've known. I mean, they're constantly working, working, working <laughs> so hard and they're amazing what they do and mm-hmm. but it's intense, you yeah. know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can imagine. So <laughs> awesome. And um uh, have you ever like missed a moment missed a special moment during the photography uh during the shoot that you wish um or like you never got the picture that you wanted has there been any moment or is it a frequent thing that happens during shoot? Oh. <laughs> I don't do you always like look at photos and be like if I only had this Yeah. Like uh, I don't know. I always think isn't there a Richard Avedon um photo where the woman with the elephant and he was like, "Oh, I just it's a beautiful photo." And he's just like, "If the scarf was only going here." <laughs> you know, I I feel like I have that probably on all my photos. <laughs> 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 There's probably something, yeah. you know, um I'm trying to think of if if there's one in particular but no I know the feeling I know mm-hmm. the feeling I don't think so much with parkour mm-hmm. okay um I shot Neil Young like one on one and his poncho was twisted at the collar mm-hmm. and that kills me and I'm like <laughs> why did I know I was too nervous and I overlooked it and it was just him and I and yeah, super yeah, intimidating yeah, yeah. and Yeah, I'm so proud, but honestly when I look at the photos I just think, "Oh, why did I not change his collar?" So I have I have those moments. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but I think that's normal somehow. I don't know. I shot for a car company lately, and then we saw that from the door just the opener was like two millimeters opened, and we did not see it during shooting and at post processing I was like, "Damn, how how could you not yeah. see that?" Because yeah, it just doesn't look clean, and now it's a lot of work in editing to make it look right. But I think during shooting, especially when you have like fast scenes moving on, it's really hard to focus on all the small things, right? 
Yeah, yeah. It, it is. It is. I mean, I, I think that's why when you have those huge commercial sets, it's there's a lot of people to to mm. help and everything. So, um, yeah, things get overlooked. Um, yeah, and it's yeah, it's hard. It's hard to <laughs> it, no one. And most of the time, no one would notice but you, right? You're yeah. exactly yeah. <laughs> kind of cringe and then feel like okay, now I have to settle down with this or just delete the picture. Yeah, or, or do it again somehow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or sometimes just give it some time. Um, you know, mm. I, I've I've done shoots before where I'm like, uh, so sometimes Jason and I will for especially for like social media gigs like a company will hire us and send him clothing or whatever shoes and we'll go out and shoot mm -hmm. and then give them the photos and they'll choose and he'll post them and sometimes we'll go out and we're like oh we didn't get anything <laughs> good you know like know the feeling, that's yeah. the worst <laughs> feeling ever yeah yeah it's like that's the worst day you know and then we'll like send the stuff and then we'll look at it later and we're like actually we got some really good stuff like, what, <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know so i you know sometimes you can be critical on yourself and you just need that space from it sure maybe to forget how could how good it could have been or yeah. like you know how great the location or the setting was and then you see it on its own again and it yeah, no. helps make you feel a little bit better <laughs> and i always think as so when i had the situation i learned a lot from it because i came home let's say with uh, 50 pictures which did not work but i knew the next time why it did not work and i can do it better on the next shoot sure so even when when, when i came home with no good picture i always learned what was my mistake and i could avoid it next time so i think it's the same for you right yeah sometimes sometimes i just don't know i think if, <laughs> yeah <laughs> sometimes i think i've just come to realize like you can't make good art every day you yeah, know yeah, yeah. um especially when you're working to, sure. you know for I, i remember i was shooting at a trampoline park with a, a talented athlete and who's also a great artist you mm -hmm. know that's always nice and we were shooting and we're shooting stuff and i knew the client would be happy but i just kind of like we just kind of looked at each other like sometimes you just can't make great art every day it's, yeah. it's difficult sure. you know sure. but like it works <laughs> yeah. for the job or it works for the purpose or it, you know it's mm. stuff and your standards you know change yeah yeah also had a similar Continue. Go ahead, sorry. No, please continue. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just thinking, I we had a similar, we went to New York last year mm. and we were at um, uh, Oculus, the Ground Zero, and I wanted to shoot something, but it, honestly, if I f felt like, why am I shooting this? It's just another flip or another jump. Mm -hmm. I don't need this, but <laughs> I shot it anyways. You know, I just... Yeah. I, I did it and I was like, you know what? It's because even though it's the same, I think it's the same thing over and over again. It's new and it's a new scenario and it's, it's, I needed to capture that. So mm -hmm. sure. you kind of have to move in. I don't know where I was going with that exactly, but <laughs> it was just kind of that reminder of like, you have to fight against those, your own feelings sometimes mm -hmm. to really be happy with it. And, 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 and now I have those memories and I wouldn't have had those if not before, mm -hmm. you know? And uh, yeah, what advice would you give it give for uh, beginners? For people starting out in the field. Yeah. 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 I think shooting like crazy, just yes. going out <laughs> with your camera, like really it's the simplest thing. But if you're not excited, like I was obsessed in the beginning, <laughs> you know, I mean, 
And I was thinking about this last night too. It's just like, it really is a muscle. I don't know if you guys feel like that, yeah, but yeah. you know, um, <laughs> during this quarantine, we had <laughs> Jason's brother came over and his girlfriend and we we're doing yoga every day mm -hmm. and it felt great. And then we kind of, you know, things come up and we forget a day and another day, another day. And then we did yoga and we're like, Oh, how many days has it been since we've done this? Like three days and you could feel it. And sometimes I feel like that with, with photography, it's, mm -hmm. it is truly a mu muscle. I have to exercise it every day. And I know when I get back on it, like it's going to be a process to kind of regain that strength. So if you can shoot every day, even if it's just a little bit, yeah, <laughs> it's like working out. Sure. And uh, yeah, uh, would you would you go back to parkour after the uh, after break taking this break with uh, your daughter? Uh, would you go back to taking parkour so anytime soon? Yes, I I I love it. I really do. I'm not I'm not done with it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. It's it's fun. It's exciting. I'm I'm curious though how I feel. It, there is something that changes you because you know we were up on rooftops and doing dangerous stuff and you know being safe about it but it was risky i i wonder how i will feel about it now especially because of her because she sees and she does yeah you know so there is a mental thing that's gonna have to <laughs> we're just having an ambulance pass but <laughs> yeah. sure I'm gonna mess with the audio <laughs> okay, I think we are safe now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, yeah. I no, thought like no. anyway, this will kind of mess with the audio a lot. <laughs> yeah. All right, and let's continue. Um, <laughs> if, you, <laughs> if you could do uh, anything different, what would it be? So if anything you could start different? over again, would you do anything different or would you do it oh uh, again? Or? Gosh. <laughs> I know it's a hard question, but it's a I deep, always like it's, it's, to ask it. <laughs> some deep stuff this there. Loaded question. There's so many things. Uh, where do we get? I mean, yes and no. Like I'm so happy to where I I ended up. Um, but yeah, I, I learned so many things. Well, it's like you said, you know what you did wrong, right? Yeah. Like I, I've learned the hard way. Failure so is the many best times. Failure is the sorry. Best. Failure is the best teacher. <laughs> yeah yeah it is it, it really is um what would i do differently i think i would not be as hard on myself mm -hmm. and i would appreciate in the moment what i was doing mm -hmm. I, i i feel i have a tendency to want the next big thing and then looking back i'm like oh that was a great time if i could have just enjoyed it a little bit more mm -hmm. you know sure Sure. I think that's that's what I would do differently. Maybe hire a business partner to put with <laughs> <like, laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, but I know that for me it's exactly the same. Often when it's happening, it doesn't feel that special like it is. And half a year, a year later, you realize this was really special and you should appreciate it somehow. And why not do it in the present? But it's something I'm practicing myself as well, especially in this world which is moving all the time with all the distraction, just to stay in the present and enjoy the moment how it is, it's, it's kind of difficult. That's so difficult. Yeah, sure. 
Did yoga help you to um, get better in staying in the moment? Because I'm thinking about starting with yoga. I just need some motivation. <laughs> <laughs> it, I, I, <laughs> I feel like I'm not qualified to say yes, but yeah. I, I think it does help. I think it will help. Yeah, um, yeah and meditation, I, I think, as well, to kind of just slow you down. Yes. Corona will help as well with that. Just slow down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same, same for me. Same for me. <laughs> In the beginning, it was like, okay, now everything is closed. It's weird. Three weeks later, I was like, okay, it's kind of nice. No distraction. Everything is slowed down. I can focus yeah. on everything I want. So no, people yeah. started appreciating a lot of uh, little things yeah, yeah, yeah. during this time. They yeah. kind of understood Absolutely. the value of things that's happening around them uh, these days. Because uh, during regular life, there's a lot of chaos and people get distracted with doing different things. And this um, mm -hmm. like really allowed people to focus on the things that they want there, to do. There's, there's always something good in it, definitely. Exactly. Yeah. I'm so thankful for, you know, it's given me time to be like, wow, all this stuff that I've done, I'm so happy I did that. And I appreciate that I've done that. So I think it'll help me moving forward to kind of appreciate where I am, mm -hmm. you know. Sure. <laughs> And any upcoming projects for now? Anything planned for this year? Or did you lose any trips or still planning any trips? Yeah, we, we lost all our trips. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, we were supposed to be in Asia. Mm -hmm. till. Um, so yeah, we went to Bangkok in January. Mm -hmm. And we were supposed to come home July 5th. Mm -hmm. And we we're supposed to be in Thailand and Japan and Hawaii. Okay. And then make our way back. Mm -hmm. And two weeks into that trip, Wuhan was shutting down. Yeah. And we got on a plane and came back. Damn. Okay. <laughs> so we've, we've been dealing with this all year. And we knew because, um, you know, one of our friends is a data analysis. So when we decided to, to fly back home, mm -hmm. He said, okay, you know, there's already cases in Germany. What's happening in Wuhan could happen here. And mm -hmm. we were like, we know we would rather be home than sure. not. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, we, we kind of came home and prepared. And then the lockdown ended up happening a couple months later. Mm -hmm. Okay. And um, there was, I don't, I don't think I had any shoots planned just because with Frida, but Jason had a couple of shoots and they were all canceled. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How is the situation I, I, right now in Frankfurt? Is it getting normal or because in Berlin lately it's getting like more normal restaurants are opening again. I think in a few months, a few weeks, you can meet up with uh, up to 500 people again for like nice. little feasts or something. How is it going in Frankfurt? Yeah, I, I think it's going similar, similar. It's, you know, the slowly you can go to restaurants and things are opening up and you just have to wear masks yeah. when you go inside establishments. Um, yeah, I think it, 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 it feels like it's, it's happening. Um, it's getting back to, I don't want to say normal, but yeah. normal. <laughs> normal. Yeah. Yeah. But we are grateful yeah, it's, that it's getting a bit, uh, yeah, better now, especially as photographer. Um, I don't know, you have to go out, you have to create content and all of this stuff. So I think it's, uh, it was nice to have a break, but it's also nice to continue now again, hopefully yeah. um, for the rest of the year. Let's see how this um, ends, but I try to stay positive as much as I can. Yeah. Um. That's all you can do, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Definitely. And uh, yeah, Emily, uh, where can people find your work apart from Instagram? 
I have a website. Mm-hmm. So it's edifotoeye.com.edifotoeye.com.edifotoeye.com.edifotoeye.com.edifotoeye.com.edifotoeye.com.edifotoeye.com.edifotoeye.com.edifotoeye.com.edifotoeye.com.edifotoeye.com.ed